the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Good morning, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I hope you're having a great Saturday morning. Uh, I hope I've got a message for you that will help you examine yourself. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we give you the praise and the glory for the ability and talent and the heart, mind, soul, body. You just bless each and every one of these listeners. Help them to grow and learn and be the best they can be. Help them to understand your word, how awesome it is, and how you can be so awesome in their lives. And I ask in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. We got Facebook Live. Uh, we're just cranking it up. And uh, letting everybody get on Facebook. Thank you. Uh, if you got any friends that's on Facebook, tell them go to Randy Adams. We're on Facebook Live a lot. And I'm really working hard trying to get um, YouTube going. Again, I've got a YouTube channel, learn to buy and sell cars.com. But uh, we've got open lines here today, and there's no dumb questions. Uh, just give us a call. I won't embarrass you. 210 340 9585. That's 210. 210- Three four zero ninety five eighty five. Give us a call. Also, this show will be replayed on uh, Freedom eleven sixty at one p.m. Uh, if you want to hear it again, or if you'd like to tell somebody to go listen to it, uh, be sure and tell them it's Freedom eleven sixty on your radio dial, or eleven sixty Freedom eleven sixty dot com on your computer. So we, we're going to have a lot of people. I hope tune in. A Mike and and Nora, Norma. Uh, a lot of other people that's on Facebook. But our message today is options. You know, there's so much. When I get callers and I'm going to give up, get a pen and paper, I'm going to give my phone number, my mobile number, where you can give me a call. And I get so many people that um, that have so many options. And uh, we have options in life. We have options that are good, bad, and ugly, just like the car business. You can make good decisions because of your options, and you can make bad ones, and you can make those ugly ones that uh, you wish you hadn't made. I mean, we all get in that woulda, coulda, shoulda, man, I wish I oughta done some things different in my life. We, we all go through things, you know. And uh, God gives us opportunity to grow and learn and do so much. But, hello, Bird Dog uh, and Karen. And so, but He won't give us something better till we turn loose of what we have. So many times that that pertains to the cars. You know, if you run out there and you make a purchase without Him, and you're not praying about it, and you're not making good decisions, you got a lot of options, and you do your option instead of what's biblically right. You know, you're going to stumble around, and you're going to end up in a bad situation. I've seen it so many times. And, I mean, even the credit unions will tell you that people they finance, that 95% of them are underwater. Now, do you want to start out in an option or situation or, you know, something that you would have done right? You know, our life is short, and every we look back on our lives how many bad decisions did we make, and did we make it on our own? Did we make it with pride, greed, selfishness? Did we make it without the Lord? Did we make it, you know, thinking this is going to make me happy? You know, joy comes from the Lord. It doesn't come from owning things. I mean, when was the last time you bought a new car and you thought this was going to be the finest thing forever, and then you couldn't stand it? You know, three years later, especially when them old payments kept coming in so quick, you know, the ones that are not too high, but they come too often. Man, I'm going to tell you, 30 days is short. Here we are, already past half of this month, and you're going to have another payment toward the end of the month. 
And that's when they try to put all of them in there. You know, I mean, and so you're, you're dealing with situations. You're dealing with options, and you really need the help. And you need professional help. We don't have professional help. I keep explaining to everybody, a neurosurgeon goes to school for eight years, but car dealers go to school forever. I mean, we get so many emails, so many guaranteed deals, how to make more money, and we need to make more money. Think about living expenses. Think about overhead, what these dealerships have to make in order to cover their overhead, and it's not going to get any cheaper. It's going to continue to grow and get higher and higher all the time. But, you know, the more good decisions we make than bad uh, will help us to be in better position to give, to help, instead of the stress that comes down on you trying to make those payments, trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to pay for those decisions that you made that your emotions control. I get magazines, car dealer magazines. Y'all don't get those. But we get them, and what do they talk about all the time? How to sell your customers' emotions. How to present yourself. How to present the dealership. How to smile and be so friendly and loving and caring. We really care about your you know, your needs. We really care about uh, you know, your budget. We really care. They don't care. Hey, this is a game. This is a huge game, and we keep score with your money. Would have... You know, too many times would have was an opportunity we had. And and we're out there and we're trying to figure out exactly what we can do and can't do. And then we let somebody else make a decision for us that have no idea what our lifestyle is, what's going to happen to us in the near future, what our plans of the future are. And so we let a lot of outside interference, and then we let the TV and the and the Radio ads convince us and give us approval that our decisions are right. Oh, yeah. you. I've had salespeople. I've listened to them. Oh, man, yeah, you're making the right decisions. Yeah, that's best for your family. Then all of a sudden they realize we can't afford this vehicle. I was talking to a gentleman yesterday. Uh, he great guy, family guy, loaned his car out, got wrecked. He's a foot. It was one of the family members. They needed help. He wanted to help them. I don't blame him. He's a giver. So now he's a foot, so he had to go buy something. And he and it was a stress, and he was in a hurry, and he walked in into dealerships, and his credit was a little iffy. And so what he do? He ended up walking in a buy-here-pay-here dealership and paid a lot of money, a lot of interest, and he's still struggling trying to do it. And this happened a year ago, and now he's realized that he's got a, a vehicle he owes three years on, and it's not worth nothing. He looks around, and he sees the rest of these cars, just like the one he's driving, and it's not worth anything. So, you know, he's struggling trying to make the payments, struggling to do the right thing. <clears throat> and so, uh, have you ever been in that situation? Would have, you know, could have, or should have, would have, is let's get a decision now. Let's make plans for the future. You know, too many times people don't think about their transportation. And it's the worst investment we can make on earth. And I really believe that, you know, it's the worst money investment, not our souls. Our souls, the worst investment we can make is not accepting Jesus Christ so we can live forever in heaven. But the money factor comes in fact, and, and we, we all got to have money to live on. But, you know, use it as a tool, a tool that will better your life, not better somebody else's life, because if you put that tool in work and you're not working it properly, it'll be a stress on you, your life, your family, your budget, and everybody. We got open lines 210. That's right, 340-9585. Give us a call. There's no dumb questions. Well, the what of is, is making plans today. Let's let's think about what we need to buy in the near future and and, and do what we need to do. And handle it and be prepared. Hey, keep keep track of your credit, your credit score. Keep it cleaned up. Talk to bank credit union. Hey, get lines of credit lined up if you don't have cash. Now, the best way to do this, especially if you have the best kind of car, paid for car, I don't care what kind of car it is. If it's running, it's doing right, and it's paid for, I love them. 
So you've got a paid-for car. Hello, Ford well, and Greg, just Alan, just pay yourself every month. Put 500 a month in the bank account and don't touch it. Put it in a separate account. Put it somewhere. You know, the financial advisors will tell you if you'll, you'll save 350 a month in 30 years, you can retire. I had a high school buddy of mine, and he kept telling me, he said, you need to invest in your future. I said, my future? Well, I don't know what my future is going to be. He said, well, you need to start investing $25 a month. That was in 1969, $25 a month. I thought, man, this this dude's crazy. Well, he was. He was right, 100% crazy, right? And I was 100% crazy wrong. But what of if I would have started investing back then, saved it up? But, you know, we don't think how long we're going to live. We don't think how how things are going to change. And we, and we should have, and I should have, and I could have, but I didn't. I didn't do it. And there's so many people, I'm blessed man, and I've been very successful, but it's not because of my way of doing things. It's I think the Lord has, has blessed me in His ways, and I have seeked Him, and, and He's changed my life and helped my life, and I think that's why I'm a blessed man. And I can see where I was on that narrow road. <coughs> Excuse me, my sinuses are up. And I was, I was on that narrow road, and I could have gone left or right and been in the ditch forever. You ever been in that ditch? Man, I'm going to tell you, that ditch is when you owe the government more money than you got. You owe child support. You owe all this other stuff. I've been in a ditch before. I've been in two ditches. But you know what? I've learned to work myself out of it and to know exactly how to be prepared. And, you know, sometimes you just got to just bow up and bow your head and pray the Lord and go to work. And, and that's what I've had to do several times in my life. Um, but, you know, it, you can start things today. And that's what you need to do to understand, to budget your money, to understand, make what you can make <coughs> and improve on what you need. What you need for your life, for your family, for your budget. What fits your needs. And so... Uh, we want you to know exactly what would have comes around. What of is your options coming up? What should I do? What should I do with the money? What should? How should I prepare? What should I buy next? <coughs> I'm sorry, folks. I don't. My sinuses all of a sudden flared up in here. Maybe something in here got me triggered. I'm in the radio station, but uh, uh, I, I want you to understand that you need to be prayed up ready to go, understanding what your needs are, because that would have opportunity comes along. <clears throat> and so you need to see if what could have come around, too. You know, you look at your options. You study your options. You study what's available out there, what's what's the dealerships are showing. But the could have can be people that you know. People that are driving, I know some people that are dumping some late model two, three-year-old cars. <clears throat> Man, I tell you, there's, they're dumping two or three-year-old cars, and they're great options. And the car dealerships are going to trade for them at, at trade-in value. And trade-in value from what they're going to ask retail is three or $4,000 difference. And so you've got to be prepared to talk to those people and see if they want to sell it to you, you give more than trade-in than what they're going to get. Because these, if they're super nice, low-mileage cars, they're well worth the money, and you get an opportunity to own it before the dealership gets it. Uh, I've sent these people, and I've turned them on to some other people that have bought their cars, and they went and bought them new ones. Some people, you're not going to be able to change their mind. They're going to buy new no matter what. That's just the way they are. They Number one, they can afford it. And if they can afford it, they need it. And we want them to have it. We want them to own it. We want them to be there. If they can afford it. And, you know, that's the way they're going to be. And they want to reward themselves. And a lot of people can't afford to reward themselves. And I tell them, yeah, you know, you want to be, that's your 
you know, your priority in life, you should be driving it. You should be there, you know. And so uh, they're going to be driving a new car no matter what. And most of the time, they don't care what the used car manager bids their car at. And so they'll they'll get take whatever they can get on that vehicle. So go to Aston. Uh, I was talking to some people the other day, and they had no intentions of buying a new one, but they were thinking about it. And somebody offered to buy their car, so they called me and said, this is a family member, and they're wanting our car. And I said, well, good. Let them have it. We want to be fair. We want to know what the dealer's going to give us and what we should charge our, our loved one. And so I gave them wholesale and the trade-in value and what the dealer probably be asking for it and what would be a fair market for both sides. So they went and bought them a brand-new car. But, you know, sometimes people are looking for excuse. You ever look for excuse to do something? Give me an excuse to go hunting. Give me an excuse to go fishing. Give me an excuse to go buy something, you know. And uh, you, you ever was talking to your wife, you know, it's – yeah, I haven't seen you in a new dress lately. Boy, they'll take off going, going shopping in a heartbeat. Give them an excuse to go shopping, and most people are ready to go. Give them an excuse. Give them approval on what they should buy. You know, you should do this. You should. People are looking for somebody to give them approval to do whatever they can get by with. And, you know, that's what the dealership's main goal is, to be – well – Number one, we make friends. That's what every dealership will tell themselves. Make friends, be friendly. And then see what you have common interest in with these people. Do they like fishing? Do they like hunting? Do they go to the lake? Do they do this? Do they do that? How's their kids? I talked before about a guy that I saw one day <coughs> that was smoking. And he was talking to a couple, and both of them smoked. And so he talked to them for about four or five minutes about smoking and said, oh, we can't smoke inside. Let's go take a smoke break. So those three go outside to take a smoke break. So I'm curious. I've heard this. I haven't heard this run that this boy did. So I go out there, and I listen to him, and he's talking about how much he enjoys smoking, but he'd like to quit, and he just can't do it, you know, and what kind of cigarettes they smoke, this, that, and the other. And then they walked off and started looking at cars. And so I stayed away from him, but I kind of listened to what was going on. And pretty soon they come back into the right where they were smoking, and they took another smoke break. And they were common interest. So then he walks into his office, and he happened to be close to the manager's office. So I walk over there, and I, I listen. And they keep talking about smoking, and they're talking about family. and they, talk, they never mention price. I never heard a price. Finally, he pushes a contract over, and they sign it. And so he takes the contract, and he says, I'll be right back in a moment. He walks into the uh manager's office, and I just stepped inside to listen. I want to see how this deal goes down. He hands a contract to the manager and says, hey, go ahead and sign this deal. It's a good deal. And the manager says, oh, yeah, it really is. He said, yeah. And so he sits in there, and he said, well, I'm going to wait a few minutes and act like I'm having to work and fight and get to this price done. He said, and then I'll go back out there, and we'll get it all handled, and everything will be fine. So he's Stood in the office for about 10 minutes. He said, I need another smoke break anyway. So he took off and he gathered people up and they went to smoke break. He closed them on the deal. He never talked price. <clears throat> but they made friends. They had common interest. That's what salespeople will try to do. They'll try to find some common interest with you so you become friends, so you can relate and, and be in that situation that you're comfortable. If you're comfortable with somebody and they're knowledgeable, and that's what they, they print yourself, number one, you're not knowledgeable on new vehicles. You know, you, that's not part of what's going on in your life. You don't have the time to be knowledgeable on the vehicles. Plus, you're doing something you don't do very often. You don't get in that, in that you know, you don't buy a car every month or every year. A lot of people don't. Now, there's some people, there's a guy in uh, a small town between here and Houston. 
he buys a new truck every six months. And he looks for a reason to trade. New mod, new models come out, new color, different color. Rather have this, rather have that. This guy buy, and he can afford it. Here we go again. Afford and can't afford. He can afford it. Now, what? How much money does it cost him to drive a new vehicle every six months? Every six months. And it, but that's his priority in life. And he can afford it. He's he paid cash for the first one, and every time he trades a new one in six months, and I mean, you know, you're still talking about ten to fifteen thousand to swap trucks, different color, maybe a little different equipment, newer body style, something. But he looks for a reason to trade, and he, any reason it don't matter. But in our mind, what what's triggering that? This man, that's his priority. I, I don't doubt him. Let him, buy, let him do whatever his little heart desires. But, you know, I'm talking about the people that this really hurts. We're talking about money, and 95% owe too much money to the bank or credit union. So you've got to be ready mentally, physically, and spiritually for a battle. And that's why you need to know what your vehicle's worth. You need to know what you're going to buy, what you're going to spend, What's it going to cost? How are you going to handle it? What the bank is? What your credit looks like? How long you want to finance it? How, what's it going to be worth when you get ready to trade it in three to five years? You know, people don't think about these things. And again, we're talking about the worst investment you can make on earth. Houses keep their value or go up. You know, now you buy a toy, and we're not talking about much money. Uh, so you, you know, you got to understand. <coughs> The loss and the value and the use of that. But when you're talking about a vehicle, and I mean, I was talking to a friend of mine who has a brother-in-law that buys a new Cadillac every year. And it costs, he loses twenty to 25000 a year on that new vehicle. But that's what he wants to do. I said, well, your brother-in-law can afford it. He says, oh, yeah. Well, let him do it. I mean, you know, I wouldn't be jealous of him if he can afford it. He's worked hard enough or he's inherited the money, one of the two. It doesn't matter. One of the two. So, you know, let him do whatever he can afford. But, you know, think about the savings if if he would have kept one of those for 10 years. What what could he have done with $250,000? <clears> so... You've got to understand that you may be in a battle for your money. And and so what about in the future? What about if you've had a job for the last 30 years and you kept buying new cars every other year and then you lose your job? We don't know about our health. We don't know about our jobs. We don't know about our future. And that's why we need a little cushion. We don't need, you know, do you really want to spend all the money that you bring in every month? And let it all go out and nothing to show for it. This is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Uh, be sure and go to my website and give me feedback if you like this show or not, or if I'm helping you or not, or if I'm getting you to think outside the box, examine your needs, examine your budget, examine what you're doing with your money. We want you in the future to have a future, have something left in the future. I mean, I've talked to so many people. I talked to a lady yesterday that has a little cheap car that she needs to get rid of, and she's selling her house, and she's had an opportunity to move on a ranch with her uh, son-in-law. I hope that works out. Sometimes you get too close to your family. gets a little rough. But anyway, at least she had her house paid for, and she's going to put the money up and save it. And she's, she told me she's 70. Well, she worked and, and paid for her future. And now it's time to do something. But her little old car's not worth a whole lot of money. If you're a mechanic and you're interested in a little Honda Accord, uh, I know I've got her phone number. I can give you her phone number. You might buy it. It needs a little work, but not much. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Give us a call here, 210 340 9585. That's 210 340 9585. Would have, could have, should have. Maybe you should have called and asked that question that you haven't asked. Maybe you need to learn something that may be an option that you don't know about. 
Well, this is Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Be sure and tune in and tell other people to tune in. Don't forget, 1160 Freedom at 1 p.m. today. God bless you. We'll be right back. Thanks to you, San Antonio and South Texas, 2017 was another successful year at North Park Toyota of San Antonio. Hi, this is Merle Gothard, General Manager of North Park Toyota of San Antonio, and you too can take advantage of our better bottom line posted pricing on over 750 available new and pre-owned Toyotas. We research the market, and then we post our lowest price on every car, truck, and SUV every day. Then we back that price with sales and service excellence from the only dealer in Texas to earn Toyota's President's Award nine years in a row. No games, no gimmicks, just our better bottom line posted price. And remember, we don't mark them up just to mark them down. Our market-based posted pricing, the financing you deserve, and full market value for your trade-in, and our attention to customers' needs have made North Park Toyota a dealer that delivers. Come see how we deliver the North Park way at North Park Toyota of San Antonio, I-35 South Exit 144 Fisher Road, and 24 hours a day at NorthParkToyota.com. We'll be back with more of Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Now back to Randy Adams and Learn to Buy and Sell Cars on AM630 KSLR. Hello again, this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thanks for tuning in. I hope that... uh, if you get a chance, you can listen to this show or tell somebody about it. 11, Freedom, 1160 a.m. at 1 p.m. today. And we've got open lines, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-95. And if you've got your pen and paper, my phone number is 830-708-4789. lady called me yesterday and I answered the phone. She said, you're answering the phone? I said, yes, yeah, my phone. She said, uh. I didn't expect you to answer the phone. I figured you had somebody answering the phone for you. I said, no, ma'am, I, I wash my own cars, <coughs> gas them up, drive myself around. Uh, I'm just a normal person trying to do my best. Anyway, I answered several questions for her, and she was thrilled to talk to me. But I'd be glad to talk to you, 830-708-4789. Give me a call. Give us a call here at station, 210 340 9585. And uh, during that last commercial, I know Facebook didn't hit it, hear it, but we do need the whole armor of God when we walk into these dealerships. I'm telling you. Um, and it's not all their fault. Uh, overhead has gone out of unbelievable amount. Owners of these dealerships expect way more profit, and they've got a lot more money tied up. I mean, some of these dealerships got twenty, twenty-five million just sitting in inventory to sell, not counting a forty million dollar building, and not counting the taxes that are probably you know five million a year. You got to think about <clears throat> how much they've got involved in this trying to make money. So they've got to make money, and so who they got to make money on you when you walk in that door. So you figure all their overhead, all their expenses, everything that's going on, and you need the whole armor of God to be prepared when you walk into those dealerships. So you need mentally, physically, and spiritually be prayed up and ready. You also need education. You need to understand this is a new ball game. This business has changed tremendously the last five years. And you've got big-time buyers scooping up all of these dealerships. Warren Buffett just bought another 100 dealerships. I'm sorry, uh, another 30. He has 100 now, and he wants to buy 100 more. Now, also, the the Massachusetts uh, government, or the... The state of Massachusetts and New York is hammering the lenders again. Now, this is not right. I I need to explain this to you. all What happens to you when you walk into a dealership? And if you're of a person of color and the F&I person thinks that they can get more interest rate off of you and they'll charge you more interest rate. And they know how to work you, and they know how to talk to you, and they know how to figure you. So they have found out, and this already happened to uh, 
a bank in Ohio. In fact, I went by that bank the other day, uh, and they fined this bank $30 million for car dealers overcharging people of color. Now, they don't make sense to me. Those bankers never saw those people. They don't know what color they are. Uh, there's no place on the application to put race. But the dealers are the one that overcharge the people of color. But the bank had to pay the $30 million fine. Uh, does that sound right to you or what? It don't sound right to me. And now Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts, and New York is investigating because they found same situation going on in the car dealers in New York and Massachusetts. Now, where are we going to find it next? Well, the one in the bank in Ohio was financing all over the United States. <clears throat> so they caught them in that situation. And that's a bad situation, especially people of color. So my message is even more important today than ever before. You need to get your credit score Find out what it is, clean it up, have it prepared, and then when you know exactly when you're ready, talk to several banks, credit unions, find out what your rate's going to be, find out what the total note's going to be, what the total interest's going to be, so you're prepared. So when you walk into one of these dealerships, I don't care what color you are, you get the best interest rate because you've already got it determined outside people who are wanting your business. Now, the dealers inside want your business, but it's called indirect lending. That bank in Ohio that got fined $30 million is indirect lending. They give this money cheap to the new car dealers, and then they add interest on it, 1%, 2 10%, 15%. I saw a guy that had 780 score I've talked about recently that uh, got charged 18% interest. And he should have got 2.9 interest because he had 780 score, excellent credit, and a good down payment. But, oh, no, he didn't ask the interest rate. And that's another deal that these dealers will do. If you're of color and you don't ask the interest rate, they're going to hammer you. If you're white and you don't ask the interest rate, they're going to hammer you. That's part of them making money. If you you see $10,000 laying out there on the table and nobody's taking it, and you've been sitting there, and the guy gets up and he says, do whatever you want with it, you know, gives you the opportunity to take the $10,000, are you going to take it? That's about what this is. Uh, When you do not ask the interest rate, you're you're telling the dealership, hey, here's $10,000 of mine, I'm going to pay, and, you know, you can have it. And that's the way that works out. People don't realize it. If you don't ask the interest rate, you're going to be in trouble because they're going to get all they can get. That's part of their job, and that's what is demanded from them, from the manager of the F&I department, the owners, new car sales managers, the used car. They all participate in the profit of the dealership, and a lot of these dealerships depend on F&I to make all their money. So, you know, be ready. I don't care what color you are or what kind of Get your credit score. Clean it up, make sure it's the best it can be, and and talk to bank and credit unions. And if you you don't find anybody, I've got a lot of people with bad credits lately. They got financed with Lightstream.com, their own line, great company. I had a lady and her family. It's been some hard times. They got three sons. They're working their tails off. But things have happened. Situations have happened. And they're struggling. Well, they're in an accident, their car uh, gets uh, totaled, and they need another vehicle. Well, Lightstream financed them. Dealerships wanted 18 19%. They got done for 10 How much savings is that? How would you like that deal? Lightstream, Capital One. There's a lot of places online that you can check if your credit's bad. Now, but just like that gentleman I talked to yesterday, you know, his credit was iffy, too. He should have went to Light Scream and got him a good buy on a good car. But, no, he went in the buy here, pay here place. We financed, and he got excited. I got news for you. There's 500 dealers that will finance you in this town. And, I mean, if you had a 300 score, they want your down payment. 
and they want your payment. And then they'll repo you, and they'll sell the car again. They'll sell that car three to five times and keep selling it and selling it and selling it and keep repoing it. That's part of the business. But you don't ask price when you walk into those situations. You don't ask the interest rate, and you don't beat them up, and they're going to take advantage of you. <clears throat> so you got to be ready on that. So make sure you listen to me on this. This is very important. Please find out what your credit score is. You can go to ftc.gov, franktommycharles.gov. Please go there. Get your credit score, safest place to go. Check it out, clean it up, repair it, and then talk to a bank credit union about what you need to borrow. Now, if you get somebody that uh, is matching your previous place where you do your business, go with a new avenue. Open up a new avenue. Save that other avenue for emergency that comes up. we got open lines, 210-340-9585. That's 210-340-9585. I think this deal on... Charging people of of uh, color more interest rate. I think this deal's about to blow up, but it'd be good for the customers out there, the public, to understand that they're not checking their interest rate and they're paying too much. And I'm I'm going to guarantee you, eighty percent of the people that have a car loan today are paying more interest rate than they should, and it's because they they're not educated about it. And you need to know about it. So I want you to be in that situation and being ready. And like I said, we do need the whole armor of God. When we walk into these dealerships, be ready. And and you do need to be prepared. And, you know, would have, could have, and should have, which ones you should have been on that last purchase. You can put every purchase in that deal, would have. Well, what if if I'd have bought a cheaper car or a cheaper truck, or if I'd done this? What if I'd taken care of my car better? What if I'd serviced it better? <clears throat> you know, and sometimes we get in accidents and we can't. Could have, could have you done it? Yes, I could have. Could you spent the time taking care of it? Yes, I could have. Could you have done the research on what you needed to buy and what you can afford? Could you have done the research on the bank? What bank you should have used? What credit union? Yeah. Should have is all that too late now, Bubba. You done bought that unit. Yeah, now it's time to pay. Well, maybe you need to get it refinanced. I had a, uh, I had a Facebook question last Saturday night, and I'm not going to be on this Saturday night. Spurs, I think, got me again. Somebody did. Hello, Roger Santos and James and, and Danny. Uh, and so a lady said, we made a bad uh, purchase uh, and they got us on the finance, can we refinance it? And I said, oh, yes, definitely. And uh, so I asked her on Facebook while we were still on radio, is your credit good or bad? And she said, good. So I told her, I said, Security Service or Randolph Brooks, uh, First Mark, there's a bunch of credit unions out there that would love to have you, especially with good credit. You know, and so they, she got hammered, you know, because she didn't ask. But you've got to know, you've got to look at that box and find out what the interest rate is. Because you can pay a whole lot of money that you shouldn't. Like I said, I, I'm going to guess that 80 to 90% of the people with a car loan today owe too much. And and its reason is, is because the interest rate's too high, and they didn't ask about it, and they didn't shop around, and they didn't work at it. How hard do you work at your job? How do you work? How hard do you work at home? taking care of business at home. You need to take care of your credit. <clears throat> you need to take care of that loan. See how much it's going to be and what it's going to cost you. The market right now is a little on the high on under $10,000 cars. And uh, it's kind of across the border, across the nation. I, I do a lot of business out of state. And dealers are crying about cars that are over uh $20,000, cars and trucks. The high-dollar trucks have stumbled a little bit. High-dollar cars have stumbled quite a bit. And we're seeing that, you know, I had an auction ask me, so what's going on? And I said, well, people that used to buy new now are buying two, three-year-old cars. People that used to buy two or three-year-old cars are, are buying five or six-year-old cars. And the people that are buying five or six-year-old cars are buying seven, eight-year-old cars. 
and everybody's dropped down a level due the pricing has gone up constantly. <coughs> it, it continues to go up. So it's a battle. It's a battle for you and everybody else. But, I mean, uh, I saw a figure that from 2010 till now, uh, cars have gone up 67%. That's a big figure when you think about it in the last nine years. Cars going up 67%. And uh, and uh, wages have gone up 14%. So wages versus new cars have not stayed up with the cost. So what's happened is people have, have to step down price levels in order to overcome what these prices are costing. <clears throat> I apologize, folks. I don't know what happened to me on my sinuses, but I think we're all struggling it out here nowadays. Maybe it'll clear up pretty quick. So uh, you got to understand that things have changed. Now, high-dollar trucks, oh, man, they've priced themselves out of the market. The used ones are not bringing. We used to, no problem at all, make a you know a one two year old big Ford diesel bring all the money. Well, it's not it's not strong like that anymore. I think the money situation, have we hit the wall? Have we hit a wall that we've got so much debt? Now, I brought up three years ago there were 6 million bad notes. That's 90 days or older. That's not counting the ones they've wrote off. That's not counting the ones they've lost. That's just the ones that are bad notes and 30 days late. So now the government lets us know there's 7.5 million 90-day bad notes. And that's not counting the ones they've wrote off. That's not counting the ones that are gone and they give up on. So if we're looking at 7.5 million bad notes, somebody's struggling, and that's the majority of the people, you know, in, in the car business. So that explains to us that what the loss of value is. Now, I've explained the last couple of weeks that these – well, it's kind of, I ran into a lady whose husband uh, is a mechanic, and she happens to work at one of the auctions. And they got repoed because he, he was sick, couldn't work. So they were going to buy their car at the auction where it was sitting because it was repoed. And the car never came through. Now, what happened to this credit union's vehicle? It never came through. Who did they sell it to? Who got the option on the car instead of, <clears throat> if I was a credit union, I'd rather send it, run it through one of these auctions with 50 dealers sitting there, standing there trying to buy it, and another 30 to 50 online across the nation trying to buy it. And this car does not show up. They waited for weeks for that car, and then all of a sudden they went and checked the inventory, and their car was gone. It was a late model, nice car. They just had a situation where their husband was couldn't work for about two months, and they lost their car. They had an option. They had somebody, a dealer at the auction, that was going to buy it for them because her husband worked on their cars, and they were going to help them out. Well, it didn't work that way because it never showed up. Now, these credit unions, I guess they're not tending their business straight, in my opinion, and a lot of other people because, you know, just like that lady I told you about, I'm coming across more and more of these stories of how this is going on. And and so this lady, I happen to know her car. She had an 18 little Chevrolet, and it's a little sport utility. And I offered her 15000 for it. She owed eighteen five. She didn't have any money. So I couldn't buy the unit. I wasn't going to pay off eighteen five when it was only worth fifteen thousand, and then she gets a a call from them that they want seventy five hundred because they sold her car for eleven grand. Now whose buddy got a good deal on that and went out of the credit union, Bubba? Yeah, ain't these credit unions doing good? Yeah, they're taking care of their friends and relatives and everybody else. Let me give you an eighteen Chevrolet for eleven grand. I don't know. Who's ahead of that credit union, man? I'm telling you. I think he'd, I'd be a little afraid of my job if somebody found out about that. That happens every day, folks. I mean, the credit unions, you know, they, they come down on you that you owe all this money because, you know, you owe eighteen five and we sold for eleven grand. But she could 
she told him, said, I had a dealer offered 15000 What happened to that other 4000 Well, uh, somebody in the car business got a great deal. So, you know, you got a repo. And it's because, you know, you would have done better if you could have. And you should have. And you would love to have. But you know what? This poor lady, after talking to her, found out. She walked into this dealership. And she needed the whole armor of God, I'm telling you, because she didn't know what she was doing. She needed a vehicle. She didn't know that part. She needed a vehicle. But they convinced her it was an easy payment and forgot to mention the the interest rate, I mean the insurance, and that it was going to be a great, great deal for her and just don't worry about it and we'll put you in it. So they put her in that brand-new 18-model car. Well, you know, quick fixes don't help nothing. You know, make decisions today that'll pay off tomorrow. You know, and she had a running, driving car that needed some money spent on it. But she let some service department tell her that it was going to be a whole lot of money, you know, nine or 10000 in the near future, in the near future, in the near future. And so she got afraid of the deal. And so she said, I need to get rid of this car. And that's when she would trade it. So they took a running, driving car, put it in a brand new, and now she's a foot. And the credit union says she owes 7500 when she's maybe 3500 I'd tell them, go pound sand and do it quick. I'd go tell them, hey, you know, maybe I'll turn you all in for not selling my car the proper way. You know, I'm, I'm going to guarantee you it didn't hit the middle of an auction with 50 dealers standing there and 50 online. That's what happens in these situations. So, you know, it depends on who you're dealing with. The car business is full of snakes. I'm sorry. It's full of snakes. Hey, and I was one of them. But I tell you what, Jesus Christ changed my life and changed my thinking, changed my priorities, changed my ways, and I love it. I don't want to go back. I do not want to go back. And if, if I have to lie to do anything, I'm out. No, I walk away. Do you have to lie to sell a car? You don't have to lie to sell a car. One man makes brakes. Half of it's junk. Hey, you don't think it's junk? Come to the auction with me sometime. I may start filming it because they don't want us to bring dealers in there. I mean, our customers in there. And some of these cars, these late-model cars, it's not bringing nothing. Zero. And I'm talking about these high-dollar prestige cars. Why? Because it costs so much money to work on them. Parts, and and often, you know, people don't want to spend the money on them. People don't want to spend the time on them. You're buying a can of worms when it comes through the auction if it's a Mercedes or BMW nowadays. You know, some of these cars just cost a fortune to try to get them where they're sellable, and you don't know how long they're going to last. They may break tomorrow. It's a, it's a not an easy deal no more. That's why these new car dealers wanting to sell all the new and the certified. Now, you know, you got a junk car, it's worth junk. But if you got a car that's mechanically okay and you can sell it, it's still value. But these low-mileage, nice cars, I'm telling you, there ain't enough of them, folks. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I buy oil-filled equipment. I buy oil-filled trucks. I buy wrecks, good motors, bad motors. I got called on a truck with a bad motor. I just bought a 12 Ford diesel with a bad motor. Uh, got called on a, a Ford pickup with a bad transmission, and so I'm trying to buy it. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I want to buy your vehicle. I want to tell you what it's worth. You get a free appraisal with me, 830 708 Four seven eight nine. Or go to learn to buy and sell cars dot com. Follow the easy process. Describe your car, and I'll make you an offer on the car. Also, on the other side, of learn to buy and sell cars dot com. Easy process, a basic process. I'm writing books. I'm going to get it more detailed on how to be prepared and how to buy a car, mentally, physically, and spiritually. We want you to be ready. So, and if you like my show, you like the website, go to learn to buy and sell cars dot com, and uh, feedback. Go give me some feedback if you like it. You hate it? I don't care. Tell me the truth. You know, all I want is the truth. I told uh, auction the truth not long ago, and they didn't like it. Well, but they have changed, and I don't think they're going to change. But you know the difference between me? I'm looking at it as a as a previous auction 
auctioneer. I was an auctioneer, auction company owner, and I look at all the other auctions going around. You know, and so I want to improve everything that I do. I want to be the best person I can be. I want you to know and be the best person you can be. I'm here to help you, educate you. Hey, this is on my dime. Thank you, North Park Toyota. They pay for a good advertisement. They're good people. I've got also Covert Chevrolet Bastrop. I can deliver a new Ford Chevrolet Dodge Lincoln Cadillac to your door. You don't have to fight the F&I people. And you get your financing all lined up, prayer, and you get the best deal you can. And you can shop the paint off of one and not beat the deals. So be prepared. Make the right decision. If you want a new one, I'll get it delivered to your door. Narpark will deliver one to your door. Narpark Toyota. I just sent uh, one of my best friends out there and got him a, a different truck. Exactly what he wanted. A good deal. And so, but if you want a brand new one, give me a call, 830-708-4789. I'll get a brand new vehicle delivered to your door at the best price you're going to find. So it's worth the hassle not having to walk into the dealership, isn't it? Oh, that's a big factor in my opinion. So this is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. God bless you. Hey, forgive everybody. 99% of addictions are Due to unforgiveness to mother, father, or spouse, don't carry that stuff around. Keep your head straight. Keep your heart in the right direction. Keep your mind on good spiritual things. And and don't worry about the world. The world's going to be the world, and we just need to be above it. God bless you. I love you, San Antonio. Be the best person you can be. Love everybody. Be kind and loving. Thank you. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.